Hello everyone and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome back to the show. Now to clear it up, Josh, we've had some confusion around whether this is pass and dime, sharp cuts. What's the deal here? Well, it's both, okay? I'm on this one because it's sharp cuts. I'm not on the other one because it's pass and dimes, Josh. I don't know what's so confusing about that. <laughs> yeah, it's the same logo, but we crossed it out and then we wrote in sharp cuts. So like, how can people not get this? Yeah, like it's absolutely clear. I don't know how anybody could be confused. But if you stumbled across this one looking for passing dimes, welcome. Five star that podcast. Hit us up. We're going to have some fun. Trust me. We got two great guests on today, Josh. And we're not talking about we're not interviewing these guys. We're talking volleyball. So hopefully this guys these guys have some good opinions. We've got and two guys from the Windsor Lancers volleyball program, and they were self-described and described by their coach as Captain America before and after here in person. We've got Nolan Langley and Pierce Johnson. Welcome to the show, my boys. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Sharp cut. Not, not passing down. That's right. Get it right. <laughs> yeah. And we, for our listeners, we won't go into detail about who is pre and who is post Captain America. We'll leave that up to your imagination, though, just by the sound of their voice. If you're watching, well, maybe, maybe you still don't know. I don't know. Hit, hit us up in the comments <laughs> below. <laughs> but uh, welcome to the show, guys. Feel free to jump in with your comments. Speaking of comments, though, Josh, we, we've got to get through some stuff here because we blew it last week in a few different ways. So we got to maybe revisit some things. Okay. So, so first up. We got a few things wrong last week, Josh. First thing we got wrong is about the U-Sport berths. We absolutely blew that. And we said it was based on medals from the previous year, which at one point it was, so we weren't totally off, but they don't do that anymore. We were absolutely wrong. Commenter D. Desrock me, I'm sorry, um, let us know that we were absolutely wrong and they're happy to tell us how, but they didn't say what we actually do. So can somebody tell me how they actually do it? I don't know if we should be upset, Gary. Like, are we considered the news now that when we're wrong, people reach out? Like, I'm just happy people listen, but we make one mistake and we get like 18 comments. I'm getting emails. I'm getting texts being like, you guys are way off on this. Well, we better get it right. Do you guys know even how it's done? Yeah, but every year it changes because what happens is they make a new one to make this person happy that wasn't mad last year. Stop. And then no, it, it's not changing every year. It changes every year. It changes every year. Throughout so, our wait, time this there, year was it, different than last year. Correct. Then, like, the COVID, like, the year before COVID, yeah. And then the year and then, before that, it was different than that year. And then next year is going to be different. I think they're trying to look for a long term. Yeah. We but, don't yeah. know how we do it. After this episode, it's going to be different because I'm about to rip it apart. <laughs> here. Like, Are you is... kidding me? Wait, you know how it's done now, Josh? I know how it's done now. I do not agree with it. I don't. Can you guys... in? To explain to me and to the listeners how the hell our Canadian University sports system picks who gets to go to the championship. So I think what caused the wrinkle here is the AUS is no longer a thing on the men's side. So it used to be every conference gets a bid and then the medalist and the host and the math worked out to eight and everything was awesome. And then the AUS gets eaten up by the Quebec loop. And all of a sudden, they, the one year I think Pierce is referring to when it was bonkers, they're giving away wild cards where I think Alberta lost in the quarters of Canada West, but somehow got to go to nationals. And then people complained about that, Garrett. So then they went, whoa, 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 we can't do that. And then Ontario's getting extra bids. And now apparently medals don't matter and the biggest conferences get the most teams. Like, like it's it's all sixes and sevens right now, Garrett. Well, what is it right now, guys? You so still host, haven't explained, Josh. You've blown host, it. No, yeah. no, you lost your chance. You 100% <laughs> lost your chance. Pierce, so tell me, you guys, Nolan, this, somebody. This past year uh, that just happened, it was three from CanWest, three from Ontario, the host, and then one from out east is how the, the eight were made up. So Which, Can we talk about that too? Like, 
the host shouldn't get it. They shouldn't just automatically get to play. I'm sorry, Manitoba was not good this year. They weren't good the year they were supposed to host pre-COVID. I get it was Garth last year. It was special. I get that. They shouldn't be allowed to play in the tournament. You should have to earn your spot to the tournament. That's it's one of those things. That's just okay. That's a full other topic for how it's selected. Who's the host? Because that's a sorry, political yeah. thing for sure. But let me just, so it's the, based on the biggest divisions, get the most teams. Correct. So Ontario is just going to now get three berths until they change it. Yeah. So that is so counterintuitive for the simple reason that bigger conference means more division of talent. Smaller conference equals more focusing of talent on less teams. So why, how does that make sense for determining births? I'm glad you brought that up, Garrett, because somebody sent me an email. I'll say Andrew. I won't say his last name because he doesn't want to be right on the air. But he did some research, Garrett. So this past year, the RCQ finished third. Uh, In 19, they finished third. In 15, they had a fourth. In 14, they had a fourth. In 13, a team won. And in 12, they finished second. So he's making a case that the AUS combined with the RCQ should have more teams than Ontario because look at these results. When's the last time the OUA uh, won a national championship? I don't know, but Laval's won in the last uh, 10 years here, it looks like. I would I would highly disagree with that. Not saying <laughs> that the OUA... I, I don't think the OUA should have had three this year. That, I mean, you could make a point that they got screwed over by COVID. They weren't able to practice. They weren't able to do a lot. You could see that in the men's and the women's side. I'm not making excuses for it, but that, that definitely had something to do with it. But when you look at the AUS and the Quebec League, they always have one team that does well. But then if you would have put any other team from that division in that tournament, they would have got destroyed. Like you, so you can make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> again, missing as like missing a setter, missing a libero. I don't, I don't think they, they, I don't think they lose that quarterfinal if they have their starters. I also had them winning, uh, going into nationals, winning that quarter. Well, they didn't. And Ontario <laughs> no, went, didn't. Ontario went 0 and 5. Uh, in those quarterfinals. So it sounds like there's, I still don't have a clear answer. They just decided based on number of teams, they prorated the number of births for the nationals. I mean, which Garrett, we've talked about, like sometimes if a team wins a medal, like that shifts the conference and that's always not a true case. Like I like the ideas of medals, but you're right. Sometimes it weighs it or it shifts it. So that's not a true representation either. So I think they just went like they, they locked in the size of the draw, which I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, if Ontario host, do they now get four teams? Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, Why wouldn't whoa. they? Yeah, we would get four. And then if the host is, like, Mac, like, if the host would be, like, say it went the way that the the um, rankings went out, went Mac, U of T, Queens? Sure. I believe. Uh, I believe yeah. you. So if it was like that, then uh, if Mac was hosting again, then our they would get the, the host berth. And then they would go two, three, four are the ones that got the, the birth to nationals, which is how we got our national birth in our second year was because the year previous Mac meddled at nationals. And then it gave us an extra or it gave us an extra birth to get the second and Mac was hosting. So they took the host because they meddled. We got a, we got a second birth at the time. And then we took the bronze medal and got to go to nationals in our second year. That's an absolute joke. What kind of cookie cutter Mickey Mouse league are we running here in Canada? Like we just decide this randomly. The fourth place team from a division is going to get just a free ride to nationals. Like here's how we should do it, Josh. Two teams from each division. There's three divisions, right? Two teams, six. The host 
has to play. I disagree with you, Pierce. The host has to play. You cannot host it at a venue and not have that team play. You're a terrible promoter if you do that. You have to have <laughs> well, a home team game. And, and NCAA, they're not guaranteed. And but that's ridiculous. We do it at the Olympics. We do it at a lot of major events where I think if the host is going to pay the money, get the hotel, feed everybody. I, I agree. I think the, the selection of who's hosting should matter a little yes. bit more. But I think yes. having the host participate, it, it, they do it at the Memorial Cup and the CHL. Like, there's a lot of major tournaments that let the host in for free. And then the winner, the winning conference of last year gets an additional berth. Win, earn that extra. You keep winning, Can West, you get three every year. You host... You get four. Let's go. I'm on board with that, Garrett. That's actually pretty smart. That's fair. I like that. Like, win. Win the gold medal. Not second place like Western (laughs) did in 2014, okay? Nobody cares about those days back in the day, okay? You got to win the thing. So we've solved it here. I'm wiping my hands of this thing. We've solved it here. Can uh, U-Sport, feel free to steal from us. We we had other things, though, Josh, that we were wrong about. I know we talked a lot about this topic. I've, I've got more to grill these guys on. But first... I was wrong, Josh, when I said last week that there's not a lot of beach being played in Vancouver right now. And that was a falsehood. That was 100% false. There is a ton of beach being played in Vancouver right now. Tim Stubbs and Lisa Tam both commented and let me know how wrong I was. The misconception was is there's a court by my house that nobody's ever at, but it's not the prime courts, Josh. It's not Kitts Beach. It's not Spanish Banks, where those things are crowded even in like... 10, 11, 12 degrees Celsius weather. So I apologize to the community of Vancouver, and I hope you accept me. And if I ever show face there, nobody listens, so they probably don't care. But um, I was wrong about that, Josh. I'm, I'm glad how you're handling this. Like, you're, you're showing a lot of class. You, you, remorse, even. Like, I think that is very big of you. It's yeah. calm on the surface, but underneath, it's uh, just a storm of emotion. Um, so I'm going to segue quickly out of that to avoid further embarrassment. Um, we had another, another couple of comments that we'll get to in some of the topics we'll talk about later. But the one thing that uh, referee Dimitri commented, thanks, Dimitri. We got to have you My on the guy. show, man. Pressure's on. <laughs> commented, how about the fact that nobody runs the X anymore? Fake shoot and then the left side comes over for a meter or fake the quick and then P1 comes across for a meter. Dimitri misses those and I fully agree. So my question to you two is this, plain and simply, why is Canadian University men's volleyball so damn boring? That is a great question. I would say it's like super boring. And then the only thing exciting that's ever happened was Trinity running at 62 this year. Everyone was like, oh my God, Trinity's running at 62. It's like, well, it's not that abnormal, but it's so boring that it's that stood out, which is actually crazy. That's something that's pretty normal stood out that much. But so I, I want to, <laughs> I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw shade here a bit. Let's go. Or, or should you save it for Clown of the Week? No, no, this is... This is <laughs> no, you got more like, shade to throw. Let's go. Yeah, I got, I got more. <laughs> so, this is our, our third year. We're at RMC. Nolan, I'm playing right side this game because our, our opposite was uh, resting. And, you know, it's third set. We're, at, we're up a bit. And I go to Nolan. I'm like, hey, let's, like, let's run an X here. Let's, let's, let's do something. He goes, no. And I was like, And I was like, what? He's like, dude, we're up 10. That's so disrespectful. I'm like all right, fine, like, like whatever. Just set me tight, I guess. And he set me, like, over the net, and I somehow hit it into the bottom of the tape because I was just so rattled that he just got didn't want to run it back. And, yeah, that was – it was so that shade at me and Nolan there, but – Yeah, like – I was <laughs> also saying how high up you were to hit it into the bottom of the tape. <laughs> no, no. I was, like – On like his side. Over, over the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, what? like, oh yeah, like, it, it, we didn't get the point. It was under the net almost. So hold on. <laughs> let me. It's a let lot me of process here. Rewind here. Yeah. So you say you're up ten against RMC. You say to your setter Nolan, he's on the call by the way. Um, hey, give me an X, Nolan. You just say no like that, like kind I of do. a dickish way. Yeah. And no. then proceed to set Pierce, but over the net. So you make a terrible set over the net. Pierce no, goes over the net. Over the net. Purposeful over the net set to hide a little bit of the. Of so the you set it set. over the net. Instead of an X. Correct. What the hell are we doing, boys? And you threw He's it down like, into the net on their... So you were obviously over. Did they call you? Yeah, we didn't get the point. But, like, it was one of those... Like, he tried He tried to give me, like, a warm-up bounce set that, I, like, I just completely just whiffed on. It was, okay. like, it was, it was on me. But, like, this guy just looked at me in the game. I was like, no. It was, like, a, a, a polite way of disrespecting them, you know? No, by, by no, it wasn't. It, making it look like you're giving him a normal ball that he just erases in front of the attack line and everyone can freak out, but it's not as disrespectful to the point that you're beating them down so bad that you run this play that they wouldn't see coming that just like ends the game before it is even it, done. Is that a common thought that it's disrespectful to run an X if you're up by more than seven? Uh with that team, yes. Like playing against RMC because they hadn't gotten a win in 20 years and then they got their biggest season ever with four wins. Yes. Yeah, like we ran X's against RMC. That was the only team we ran X's against. Like, and we should have yeah. run more. Like, is that a common thought though? Like, why don't we run more exciting stuff against other teams? Uh, Honestly, I just think that like, a lot of the time, like what, as you progress more, like the, the blockers get better, the teams that you're playing get better. So like, I would rather, like, if I want to score a point, I have a better chance separating my, my right side by running a 30 and giving my attacker a one-on-one -on -one block, as opposed to trying to set a ball even closer to their middle. They're like one of their best blockers on their team and trying to fake them out with something. So yeah, it feels to me so... like you're giving the blocking quality a lot too much credit <laughs> here. Like the fact, oh, like nobody would see it coming because nobody does it. Like the right side comes around for an X or the left side comes in. Like, sure, run a shoot. The middle's going. Still set yeah. the back guy. Like run the combo. Still set the guy back. It's the same thing. Like, so, but is that why it's boring? Because we want to just spread everything and we, oh, it's, it's just spread, spread, spread. That's all we no, do. I think, I think we're just robots at this point. Like... It's just, you know, you're, you're going into practice and you're getting coached to like as setters and as attackers and uh, blockers, like we're all being taught kind of the same thing. But uh, I don't think anyone's going into their practices at this point and practicing, you know, all of these combinations and stuff like that. It's just like we need to perfect our 30s, our 50s, our 40s, our right sides, our pipes, our left sides. And we're going to do that and we're going to run our offense and then. You know, so I think we're just robots trying to follow a scheme to, to win a game as opposed to doing something flashy and, and stuff like that. So if you if you look at it at the international level, everyone in Japan runs it, high school level all the way to pro. And then that's because the Japanese national team, they run that stuff. They run the crazy stuff. It's because they're a little undersized, but it works for them. Our national team doesn't do that. So it's kind of that trickle down of like, 
well, our national team's not doing it, so our university guys aren't going to do it, so the high school guys aren't going to do it, so the club guys aren't going to do it, and then no right. one does it. That like that's kind of a fair point you both make, and I'm ready to blame a few different people here based on it. I'm I've been <laughs> eager, so I blame the coaches. I'm down to blame the coaches with you, Nolan. Like, okay, yeah, let's do it. All the coaches are like, oh, we wa- we got to do what that team does, so this is what we have to do. No, we're not good enough at the 30 now to run this, or you're not good enough at the right side ball. Like, get better at that before we try to run this other thing. So I get that, mm-hmm. and it is a good point, Pierce, that like the national team doesn't like they spread everything around right like they don't do mm-hmm. a lot of combos they don't do a lot of interesting things like that so if you want to like be on that team you got to be good and get that system if you're a coach and you want to coach with that program you got to get on the same page right so it kind of trickles down but at some point that's got to clash with somebody's desire to be competitive to be different and to bring some entertainment value to these matches like and but that's not happening anywhere like, I don't see anybody, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see anybody going, oh, forget that noise. Like, let's try to be competitive and try to do something different because we mm. suck at this. Let's do this type thing. You say because it works for Japan. Well, because they're undersized. So they did something different to be competitive. I don't see that at all in Canadian volleyball happening right now. And I really need to get at why. Maybe we're not going to solve it today. No. The, the last couple that I've seen, which aren't really that crazy of a combination like an x or anything like that was i know that brock runs uh like a tandem and and like an inside left side with logan house so i've seen that uh i remember that guelph used to run a fake 30 into a 50 with ken kerr when he used to play there he would set up in the 30 lane the middle would shift over to go block it and uh, the setter would just set like a meter ball 50 in front of his face and Ken would just take it to the cross court tee. And then uh, I used to run one with John Moat, which was kind of just the opposite. He'd come in on a hard 50 and just jump left and I'd set him a 40 and the blocker would be jumping to take away the five and he's going the opposite way hitting the to one. But like those are the last three that I've seen, but still nothing like crazy flashy like an x or anything like that it was just like that small little tweak to to get someone more open as opposed to like right and those people do that to be competitive mm-hmm. to open up that hitter right so if your team three through 12 in the oua or teams like i don't know five through 10 in the can west or whatever and whatever four or five six in the eastern division like are you not thinking we suck so we need to do something different to free up our hitters to be successful. Like, yeah. are we not thinking that? I'm, 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 I'm going to throw shade at the whole league here. Let's so go. Here, I, know, I, know, I know you were a, a historically a very confident player. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it like that. You, didn't, you never lost. You never had an issue showing up and just being like, I'm the best. And no one's like that in the way anymore. Everyone's like, oh, like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm okay. And they, they roll up and they play well. But no one's like, yeah, like give me, give me the ball. I'm putting this way. I'm, I'm the, I am the best player that's ever touched this floor before. And yeah, but- no one, so no one, so no one wants to do those crazy things because they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna play like, I'm just gonna play me. Like it's just, it's me. Right. Like, it, there's not the confidence, like the self confidence to say, oh, we've lost it. Here's we've where I'm at. I'm not winning. I need to change something to get better. There's this idea that. No, I just need to practice harder, get better at this. Like, there's no maneuvering in our game because of a lack of confidence. No, 
there's there's like a lot of people that you could just like and there's a lot of guys that were good but there's some guys you could just like push over with one little comment and then they were like and they probably crumble you could probably crumble half the league with one sentence pregame and they're done you win they're done wow so you guys must have done that a lot then Oh, I talked no. a lot. I talked a lot through the net. <laughs> no, I mean, you must have crumbled half the league regularly. Like, you guys would have yeah. been in the top four every year, I'm assuming, right? Every single year, except for the first one. Oh. oh. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh. That oh, one okay. didn't happen, though. Okay. Did you guys ever win? Uh, Medal? I didn't win either. I never won. So, so I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to... But I... And you, I was super confident. You're right, Pierce. But I could never break through and like get my setter to set me more pipes, or to work a push pipe, or to have me hit the C ball in certain rotations, <clears> or to you know have me come for an inside set, or to run an X. Like that was beating my head against a brick wall for some unknown reason. Like even in games where we're winning, like let's put on a freaking show, Josh. Is it coaches? It's got to be coaches. Like as you mentioned, like finding creative solutions for different guys to hit the C. Like, I don't know if you guys remember when Max Holt played college. They found a way to get him involved in, like, the whole offense. And he was a big, dumb middle. And all of a sudden, he's coming out of the back row. Like, yeah, why Why is it so cookie-cutter? We're like, oh, we're just going to play these guys straight up, and we're not going to win. It's like, if we're not competitive, we need to get competitive. And let's just find a way to get Max more volume. And all of a sudden, our middle's coming out of every lane in the back row. Yeah, like, absolutely. And the one team I saw it in the U Sport Nationals of the games I watched was the McGill women's team, who... And it wasn't even that special, but their middle, who's their best attacker, was like, in transition, I'm going to hit meter balls. We're just going to do that because we're going to be competitive that way. Nobody else does that. We're only, Everybody else in transition, high balls, right side or left side. They're like, no, let's run out of the middle. If they're only going to put a single block on it, we're just going to go to work. Like, 100%. that's a competitive move that is exciting to watch because you're like, oh, that's unique. That's different. I want to watch more of this. What's our problem here? How are we going to fix it, boys? So, question on that. I didn't, I didn't watch the McGill team. I, didn't, you know, maybe a little shade there. I didn't. I didn't watch the women's nationals. Could she hit a quick ball? In yeah, she hit quicks in system. Yeah, in, in transition though. Well, like that's what I'm saying. On a bad pass, when a quick is normally out because it's a bit off. Yeah. Instead, you put it a bit higher and set the meter, and then you have space to work, which is what they did. And she racked up like I don't know, probably on the match, probably six or seven additional kills from that situation. Because, like, to me, it seems like swallow your pride. I know you want to, you know, I know it's not conventional. Meter balls, oh, that's what you do at 14U. But swallow your pride. Let's win. Right? Creativity. Confidence is is what's lacking to And you think those things are close together. Like, they're closely tied, it sounds like. You got to have confidence to be creative. Yeah. You're not going to want to stray off off the path if you're not like to, to be creative if you're not confident enough to, to leave that path at all. So. Wow. So how do we instill that in our youth volleyball players, Josh? How do we bridge this gap, buddy? It, it's funny as my mind's racing, like, cause I think the pendulum swung too far. We're, we're Glenn we was so inclusive, or? Garrett. We like, you could email that guy and he would send you anything where there's universities who call like their sets black and red, because that's what the national team does. Like they want to run the national team system at their university, but who cares if you're at some OUA school, if you're running the national team system versus like, did you win? Did you compete? Did you do creative stuff? Right? Like, I don't know why there's such a copycat of like, Oh, well this is the national team system. And we want our players to play on the national team. No, we want to win games right now. And we don't have Gord parents. So we're going to run a different offense yeah like if you got the best guy set him high balls and let him go to work like 
obviously. But if you got a terrible guy, don't set him highballs and don't let him go to work. It seems like we set the most highballs to the worst players. What are we doing? Team poor decisions. Like, are you kidding me? Josh, you're telling me you're watching these U-Sport Nationals. I mean, congrats to the winners, by the way. I mean, well done. We'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about that later. Um, but, like, you're watching these games. You're telling me we're not setting crappy players just because just we have to? No, like, I, I keep bringing this up on the show, Gary. We've had some setters like Tom Sore and Zane who like to pretend, like, as a setter, they're wizards and they're really playing oh, the game. Oh, yeah, them. they do. You they read love the it. box scores, and one guy's getting, like, 45 attempts, and the next guy's getting seven. Like, they're not doing wizardry. Like, whenever Wait, Tom was that in trouble, definitely happened. was getting the ball. Like, we, everybody that definitely the happened. The episode after we had Tom on, we looked at the stat <laughs> line. It was like, their three outside hitters were like... Over 40 attempts, the middles are like under 10. And he's talking <laughs> overloads and rotations and situations. It's like, no, when you needed a point, Hamish got the ball. Right side had 53 attempts in the bronze medal match, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, uh, hey, if he's the best guy and he's going to get the win, do it. Great. No, that's yeah. fine, but don't lie to Find my face. Like, oh, you got to create this situation. You got to overload. You got to trick the blockers. It's like, no, just give the guy the ball. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> if it's about tricking the blockers, let's run an X every once in a while. Like, that'll trick the blockers. You guys, you guys want to hear the best stat line of all time? And it's from, oh. from this guy here. So, OUA quarterfinal at York in our second year. York would commit against John Moat in the middle. They would throw two blocks on a, on a perfect pass and just they'd have two up there. So, our pin block is empty, right? Nolan sets Moat the first ball of the game, side out, one kill. The rest of the game, his stat line was one, one, two. He didn't set Moat one ball, and then York still every time, jumping with Moat, jumping with Moat. The pin was empty every time, and Moat was losing his mind. Because, like, Matt, you're in middle, right? You're going up there. He's like, up, ball over him. Up, ball over him. And Nolan's like, yeah, I'm just not going to set you. Yeah. We're not going to win. With like, He's like, you're fine. Go get some blocks. The, and- game, plan, the game plan was we had our we had our – all Canadian middle and our all, all Canadian left side, our M1 and our P1, and our game plan was set our P2, set our M2. And it mangled and, your and mind. They had no idea what to do. They were like, why is why is Roland and Mark getting all the sets and Pierce and Moat aren't? This makes no sense. Who you won the OUA playoff game setting Roland? Who, who won the we game? Did. <laughs> we won in four. <laughs> so they won a set. Hold on. They, they won, won a set, set, double committing with your middle. I believe so, yeah. Who got two attempts the whole match. How <laughs> did they win that set, you guys? Uh, well, we started asking, we... probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to argue that one. That's, uh... My goodness. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad example of what we're talking about because that would be a boring game where the best players are not getting set. <laughs> It was fun but for me. It's different, but it was different. It was right? different. So you were asking, it was the, the whole UA was like after the game, like what the hell? I'm like, did it? We're like, did it work? It worked. Yeah. If so that were like, me, I, I would have lost it. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I'd have been like, I'm better on a double block than that guy is on no block. Set me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, yeah. I'm sure your middle was like that too, because he he scored on the first one even though they double committed. So he went one for two on a double yep. commit. Yep. Yep. So that's a bad. That's not what I'm talking about. We wanted more excitement there. Get your best players the options. Okay. So let's let's spread that that 
that example out to the world and try to get that happening. All right. Uh, that was that got you guys going, eh? That was all right. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Okay. Well, this is really gonna shut you up because we'll see what you have to say about this. So, Josh, we do got to cover a few things that happened because we're not a new show, but stuff is happening. We got we want to talk about. So, we had some trials happen in Canadian Beach Fall. Did you guys know this, by the way? Did you know we had a national trials for beach volleyball to earn a spot at the World Championships? I did not know that. Josh, whose fault hey. is that? Uh, mine. I'll take responsibility. <clears throat> clown of the week right there, everybody. Like, I mean, immediate, <laughs> just an obvious, obvious immediate clown of the week right there for that. Um, but anyway, so we had two of them, though, for some reason, because this whole system is completely messed up. We had the women's trials to see who gets to earn that chance to go to Worlds. And we had another trials, men and women, to see who gets to go and play in the Norseka Continental Tournaments. So break it down for us, Josh. What the hell happened? Because it sounds like it was a mess up there at Downsview this week. So as we discussed, Garrett, the, the men's had their world's trials a week before because Megan and Nicole were in Rosarito playing at Elite 16. So we waited until their schedule allowed it. And Player of the week after. for that scheduling, by the way. Yep. Yes, you, you got to include the good team. So they they battled it out. That was that was an interesting trials. Megan and Nicole won, so they'll, they'll now get to go to Norseka to fight for a spot to qualify Canada for World Championships through that way. That was. I watched a bit uh, of the game. They looked to win pretty well. Yes. Yeah, it was a three-team tournament. It was kind of weird. They played pool play on the first day against everybody, and then one got a bye to the finals, and two played three in an okay. absolute slugfest. Okay. Great scheduling. Who made the tournament format? Uh, Volleyball Canada. I don't know. I didn't. I'm on the men's side. I don't know what happens on the women's yeah, side. Yeah, okay. Great scheduling. Poor tournament format. Pool play with three teams, and then you go to playoffs from there. What are we talking I was just about? kind of rooting for a three-way tie and like some drama, but it didn't happen, so it's okay. okay. If I were there, I'd be like, I'm going to force a three-way tie just to be difficult. <laughs> like, just to make everybody upset. Okay, so the, the McNamara twins, who had some good results on the World Tour a couple weeks ago, get that win. So Schachter and Deering, McNamara, McNamara, are going to Norseka to try to win spots in the World Championships. Two great teams, I think, for Canada. I like our chance. Do you guys know anything about what we're talking about here? Like, I know that, like, all our, like, main teams, yeah. Okay. Not the tournament okay. itself. Are you guys volleyball people? Much. I'd like to think yep. so. Well, we need to get our, our, our stuff together <laughs> here, Josh, because we're some something's happening here where we don't, we're not bridging the gap here. Okay? It, it's anyway. worse than you think, Garrett, because uh, we had some training partners come to practice the other day, and one guy's, like, formerly just played in the OCAA for Durham, and I asked him, I was like, oh, who won CCAA this year? And he goes, I don't know, Humber? And shrugs his shoulders. I was like, no. So people who train volleyball, who follow volleyball, don't even know who won CCAA this year, Garrett. I mean, I I have a volleyball show, and I don't know who won the CCAA C- this year. <laughs> do, do you even know what the CCAA is? Do I? Oh, we do. We coached in that. Well, yeah, we coached it. We lived it. <laughs> oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, can we talk? Okay, can this, yeah. this is go a little off topic. Can we talk about how stupid it is that they use that molten ball in Canada? You're telling me you wouldn't like to spin serve the molten pierce? Your it's a, game? It's a, no. It's a, it's a joke. It takes it takes the skill out of the game because you can hit the piss out of it. And as long as you don't serve it in the net, it's in the court. There's no skill involved with the ball. I hate that the NCAA uses it. That you should use the Mikasa. It's the international ball. And the molten's a joke. We're about entertainment. I don't know if you figured that out yet. We're about entertainment. So I want somebody to hit that thing like a rocket and get get it in bounds like the NCAA and they miss 12 serves a set and it's still entertaining somehow. Nah, you're an idiot, Josh. That's an absolute. Fantastic for setting. 
No. Really See? Not no, it's an absolute. Okay. What's more exciting? Long rallies and not always perfect passes or ripping aces or miss serves or, gonna, you know, tough floats, mixing it up, that sort of thing. What's more exciting? I'm going to say X's. Well, it's absolutely X's. So which ball is going to get us more X's? Molten. Not the molten. No. The molten. <laughs> get more X's with the molten. <laughs> it's, it's an impossible question, you guys, because with both balls, we're getting no X's. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not, that's not the ball's fault, though. You're, exactly. It's not the ball's fault. So to get back Whatever on topic, because it's a great topic, we'll maybe revisit it. It's going to lead to more X's. We'll maybe get the ball topic later because I think it is a good topic. But we got to finish off this beach thing here, Josh. So we oh, had Norseka yeah. trials. Who won? We At least let's cover who won. So, Garrett, I'll, I'll be clown of the week. That's fine. But I think another clown of the week should be Norseka. So they have a 30-day registration deadline for their own tournaments. We found out the first Norseka was happening in like two weeks. So I just want to bring that up that like we the, this is how our continental zone works. It was just absolute madness. So we had to have – Volleyball Canada doesn't like to nominate teams to go to tournaments. Garrett, we play for it because then there's no politicking. It's just like you're good enough. You won the tournament. You get to go. So we did in Norseka trials this week. Uh, Sam and Dan took it down for the guys. So they'll get nominated for this first set of Norsekas. Uh, and uh, Anna and Anna, they were once clowns of the week on the show, Garrett. They redeemed themselves. They won the women's trials, so they'll get nominated to go to the first Narcicas as well. But did they wear cool jerseys on Friday? No. Well, then, I mean, good win, but, like, was it really worth it? <laughs> Even I know about that. I'm not a beach guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Get, get it together. That's and happened. I will say, what a weird time in Canadian volleyball. For the team who wins the trial to potentially go to the world championships would be the only men's team to go to the world championships also is eligible to compete in the Norseka trial, which is the tournament to go and play in Norseka's. So they don't yeah. have enough points to eliminate them from that trial, but they have enough to qualify for the world championships. Somehow it comes down to coaching. I feel like it's the coach's fault. It's well, it's, it's obviously your fault. <laughs> so if you're the coach, then yes, obviously. So I don't know what you're thinking, but you need to figure that out. So, I mean, congrats to those teams. Um, well done on the beach trial. So those teams are headed to a couple of beach events, Josh. And I, I honestly, I can't, I can't follow this thing. So I, these guys are forgiven for not knowing this beach stuff we're talking about because I can't follow this stuff. I go on the site. I try to see who's in the main draw, who's in the qualifier. Can't figure it out. I, I'm trying to see who's in the tournament. Who do I know? Like, okay, I see a list of teams who's in the tournament. Is that, like, that's what we should go off of here? Dude, you're using the wrong site. You have to go to fiv.12ndr.at. Stop using the FIV website. It doesn't work. I'm going there go right this, now. Go to this random Austrian site who, I don't know who built give this. The, but give the URL again. dot. One, two, the actual numbers. So 12 and then NDR. I don't know what that stands for. Dot AT. FIB dot 12 NDR dot AT. Is it on the dark web? I can't reach the site. It does not look like a legitimate website, but man, does it make it super easy to navigate every tournament going on. FIVB dot 12 dot NDR dot AT. Don't add a dot after 12, Gary. You just type it in as I say. FIB dot 12. NDR. Dimitri's probably losing his mind yelling at his, like, phone right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> shut up, Dimitri. <laughs> FAB.12NDR.AT. And I think okay. Sarah Pavin told us AT is Austrian. 
Uh, use his cookies. Am I? Sh I should be nervous for this site it, here. It's safe. Yeah. Whatever it asks you to do, give full consent. Like even this if is fully a dark web website, and I'm not donating to this site. Although we should maybe say donate to the site because it's actually a super huge help for. But see, I'm, I'm not, not going to do it. But yeah, I'm not going to do it. Should. But you should do it. <laughs> yeah. That that to me is the motto of the volleyball community, where we need more money in our sport, but I'm not going to pay for the live stream. You guys pay for the live stream and then give me your password. Where I'm I'm not going to use my. And money. I am the card carrying member of that <laughs> club, Josh. <laughs> that is me, 100. percent I'm not paying. Well, for I'd this like crap. to watch, but I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay. We, we need to do a full money, episode on money. this site because this site is unreadable. So it's impossible. Like I don't know how to navigate this thing. It's got all. Anyways. We have teams it's, in the next few tournaments. Is that we wasted all that time for you to say that? We didn't waste time. People are going to that site right now and seeing what I'm talking about, or they're doing their laundry. I mean, it's no, can't be sure. So there's a tournament coming up. It's the same day. Why would they put the challenge tournament in Itapema? Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Challenge tournament. We got a few teams in, and the same weekend we've got a future tournament. In yes. Songla, Thailand. Thailand, yeah. Why why are we putting them on the same day? Because there's there's a lot of good teams in the world who need to play. So Jake and Russ are going to Thailand and it looks like Sophie and Brandy are going to Iptipima. Well, we got more teams on the list than that, Josh. You're gonna shout them out or we're gonna ignore them? Do they deserve well, it? Well I'm trying to think. We don't have a men's team going to Brazil, do we? We I do. Chris, you wanna go play? Oh, absolutely. I mean, McNeil Russell are on the list. Saxon O'Gorman are on the list. Facto Butan Cop are on the list. Are they in the event? So how do we know? Josh, what the hell, dude? We can't confirm or deny who's going? You're the coach. No, I'm looking at the main draw. We don't have a team in the main draw. I don't think Ben and Grant are going to Ipatima, are they? They're on the list. What are we doing you're... here in our sport, you guys? This is I a joke. I think your records are off. I'm looking at the thing right now. On 12 NDR thing? Oh, see, no, you're not. Like, what's you're more not. correct? Is that is that the you're source not. of truth? The yes. the dark web site, or is it the FIVB site? You know what? This is going to be a perfect follow up for Garrett was right, Josh was wrong. Josh is going to be right next week when we follow up on this. Well, you're the coach, so you <laughs> should be right. If you're wrong, you're fired. I don't coach Bennett Grant. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, well, let's move on. So for our listeners, there's some teams in some tournaments that are coming next week. We'll know more after that tournament finishes because apparently we can't figure out what's going to happen coming up to the tournament. So We started we work off so that. well. Now this episode is just crashing and burning. Like, where what are, are you, you talking about? Right this now? is gold. <laughs> Subscribe. Hit that five star on the podcast. Hey, check out this week's episode of Sharp Cuts where Josh and Garrett go on the internet. And just click on stuff. I mean, that's quality content right there. What are you talking about, Josh? You're Josh chirping. Garrett, visit the dark web. Yeah, Garrett visits the dark web and gets a bunch of viruses on his computer. I'm surprised the stream is still going. So, okay, moving on to something we got to get to before this call ends is everybody's favorite segments. It's Players and Clowns of the Week. I mean, uh, we got to get to it. We, I don't know if people are surprised yet, especially if they listen to the show. These guys said they were listeners, but to passing dimes. So not sure how ready they are for this, but we'll see how it happens. So we just each go through and give a player of the week and then a clown of the week who we want to call out for doing something really great this week and then something really terrible. So who wants to start? Who's ready to go? Who's got a great player of the week? Don't put your hand up like we're in school, Josh. 
Okay, this is first. my show. I should get to go first if I want to go first. I mean, it is your uh, show. Go ahead. Garrett, I technically didn't know where the week started and ended because we missed a week of recording there. Congratulations on your new home. You and Maria must be real happy. You guys are uh, big shooters now in Vancouver. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Savannah Purdy from the Trinity Western Women. They took down the national championship. She had a big weekend. So going with Savannah, Trinity Western Women, Garrett, they beat Mount Royal in the finals. That was your pick. So that was a good segment for Garrett was right. You picked Trinity. They got the job done. Savannah, big numbers. And I'm, I'm glad you ignored the men's side completely because, I mean, as you should, it sounds like from everything we've learned on the show, we absolutely well, should Well, I know so. somebody else on the show is going to shout out Jordan Canham. I didn't want to double up on Player of the Week, so. Okay, well, we may already do that, so uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. So should I go so that if anybody doubles up on me that I'm in the clear? I think yeah, I'm sure. going to yeah, do you, that. Yeah, there. I'm absolutely going to do that. So I have two players of the week this week, Josh, and I feel like you have to the week after the U-Sport Nationals finish up. And, I mean, if you're going to talk Player of the Week, you got to talk – the MVPs of those tournaments. Like, how are you not going to shout them out as player of the week? We're celebrating the best here. Like, that's what I'm about anyway. So, surprised you didn't go with Avery Heppel from Trinity Western, who was the MVP of the tournament. So, interesting pick there this stuff, by you. So, I'll, I'll pick her as my player of the week. I mean, Trinity, I watched that game. I'm hoping to talk about it a little bit later as well. That was an exciting final. I was into that final, so I'm hoping to chat more about that later. But she's my pick for player of the week. On the men's side, Jordan Canham from Alberta. I mean, you get the MVP, you win the Nationals, you beat my pick in the final um, to win from Alberta. I mean, Jordan, congrats. Player of the week, congrats for our national championship and BPs for players of the week. So who did I double up there? Who also picked either of those two? Nobody. Nope. nope. I mean, player of the week to us, guys. Um, okay, who's ready to go? Pierce, Nolan, who's up? Yeah, I've got yeah. mine. All right, Nolan, you, you go. go okay, well. Uh, that was mine... so Canadian, by the way. <laughs> no, I got it. No, no, you go. No, no, okay. Uh, mine is actually kind of funny because we talked about him a little bit earlier in this, and you guys were kind of making fun of him for uh, setting distribution a little bit. Uh, mine is actually Tom Sora. Um, to, Two-time player of the week, Garrett. He's been named a couple times now. That can't be right. To uh, have like sit on the bench for some development years, going out to Calgary, and then getting your first chance to play at Nationals, and you know, uh, with not as much actual court time as you know some of the other guys and setters get, uh, to come into a lower seed, uh, play like the number two seed at Nationals, and then come in and and have the kind of game that he did in that quarters. And I actually went and looked at all of his stats and he played well in all three games. Um, but that quarterfinal playing against the higher seed, um, better setting distribution than McMaster. Uh, everybody got their attempts, uh, went to the hot hand when he needed to, but both middles were sitting at like 11 attempts, M1 and M2, 11 attempts each, um, 36 total assists, seven digs, um, had some good force medals in there as well. I actually watched that game pretty closely. Okay, so. you're going on a bit about Tom. Okay, I get it. He had yeah, a good week, hey. but like, geez, was it that good? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I have his number. Don't worry. Okay, well, you better text him and tell him, hey, listen to this episode of Sharp Cuts because I was talking you up big time. So, I mean, congrats, Tom, for Player of the Week for the second time. Like, I mean, are we keeping score on this thing, Josh? I mean, you know, like... <laughs> Is he paying people to give him player of the week at this point? We maybe need to investigate that. But, um, so, I mean, bronze medal at the Nationals is pretty good. Um, and you had a great explanation, Nolan. So. Fourth. Fourth. Sure, won bronze. Wait, so they didn't even get bronze? Nope. 
No, after Nolan's long explanation, he didn't actually get to it. They finished fourth. So, sorry, I just assumed by that explanation that they came, <laughs> that they won the bronze. Good performance. Put up a okay, good performance. Great performance and a couple of losses. I mean, Tom, yep. player of the way. I mean, hey, respect. Okay, Pierce, over to you. I'm going setter too, but uh, the national championship team. I'm going Elgert. I think uh, I think he had a, like a really good club career, and then went to a, a Alberta team that was ran by Walsh when he was in his first year, and kind of was went out of the radar, and then kind of came back and surprised some people. Yeah, well, I mean, with a national championship win, I mean, yeah, you. Got, I mean, look at all, all of us to. just spread it out. As if I'm the only ones who, one who picked the MVPs and you guys went off the board and really found people. I mean, you I, guys thought it out. I thought that was a kind of a basic answer. Um, so that's why I didn't go with it. But Yeah, no, I get that. And I, mean, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, hey, he was the MVP, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's been well, sad. It's been I sad. mean, I'm glad somebody said So congrats to our players of the week. Um, some of them were medalists. Some of them were not. Um, most of them were medalists. <laughs> yeah, just one. Just one was not. Um, but let's move on now. Can we just segue now. quickly? That was not an upset. I don't care what the ranking said. Calgary beating McMaster was not an upset. And anyone no, who I had that game, like, I had them winning that game. Yeah, it was I an upset. another example of U Sports doesn't know what they're doing because though the rankings were off, yeah, I get the rankings that you can't rank Ontario one below Can West three. But anyone who was going to do a bracket, pick that game. Did you do a bracket, Josh? How'd your bracket turn out? Well, yeah, I was keeping score by myself. I will say that, uh, Garrett, I got a lot of props from our listeners that my pick actually won the men's side, but let's be honest, I only picked Alberta because you went first and you took Trinity. I thought Trinity was a lock. Sorry, sorry. So, Sean you- picked Alberta. No. Yes. Listen back. Listen back, Garrett. You both picked Alberta and I picked Trinity? <laughs> I don't Man. actually remember. I just know you took Trinity and that's who I wanted. Can, can West 3 actually can be higher than Ontario 1. Okay, that would be bonkers, though. It would be, but it happened in, in our when we were at nationals. It was Trinity, Alberta, UBC, BC. One, okay. two, three. It sounds like just a collective clown of the week is U Sports volleyball. I mean, they're never going to hire oh, us on. anyway. Yeah. They yeah. had a commentary crew on both the nationals. Nobody gave Sharp Cuts a call. Josh, were you offended? A little bit. I thought Jared Brown did a really good job, but the other people I didn't really care for. I thought they did a good job, but compared to what we would have done, I think it was a terrible job. You know what I mean? Like, we're the top talent, I got to assume. At least it wasn't the Brock commentators. Stop it. (laughs) I love those Brock commentators. Oh, man. They're terrible, but they love it. Oh, dude, they love it, but they're so bad. They're bad, but in a good way. You know, like, they're like, they have no idea what they're talking about, but they're they're loving it. (laughs) It's almost funny. I would, yeah. I would stay up to watch the Windsor guys play. It would be like 3 a.m. in Estonia. I'm watching this game, and I'll, I have to mute it. I'm like just chilling in my, <laughs> my room at 3 a.m., listening to music, watching the game, because I'm like, I'm going to die <laughs> listening to this. Okay, so you don't find that funny. I find that funny because I'm into the uh, excitement. So I guess Clown of the Week for you, one of them anyway, is to the Brock announcers. So uh, some shade there to those guys. But let's get to our actual Clowns of the Week. Um, yes. I'm ready to throw some shade, but mine's pretty lame this week, too, because we've already talked about it a little bit. So maybe I'll just go first because mine stinks. Yeah, Um, sure. Yeah, my clown of the week is Norseka. And you already mentioned it, Josh, for two reasons. For the just crazy tournament format and poor scheduling. Like two weeks ahead of the time when you have a 30-day – so basically you're running a tournament that nobody can actually register for because they're breaking their own rules. What the heck is that? And two – 
trying to navigate and find what the heck is going on with any of those tournaments is even worse than on the World Tour site. Nothing is updated. Nothing is there. They basically don't want anybody to know what they're doing down there, even if there's somebody actively looking for information like I was. Clown of the Week to Norseka. You got to take it. I feel you. I feel you, Garrett. Uh, mine is actually just going to be the FIB Futures events, Garrett, because I don't know if you noticed, uh, Jacob McNeil and Alex Russell, they want a medal. They want a silver medal, and they're holding up the check, Garrett. And the check said $700 on it. Like, this is not professional volleyball. That is pay to play because they had to fly to Australia to play in this tournament to win $700. Sorry, Sorry. back up. They played in a Futures tournament recently, and we didn't talk about it. That's because you don't check the site, I'm telling you. Yes, silver medal is podium for our men here. I was looking for tournaments, and I didn't find that tournament. That's why you got to follow Passing Dimes on Instagram to get all your news. Well, I obviously do that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, okay. So, they, congrats on the silver medal, congrats, by the Jake way. Congrats, Jake and Russ. First uh, FIV medal. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, like, congrats. Mm. Amazing. But they went to a tournament, and they won $700 for second. Yeah, not each. That's what was the team. Three fifty. They got to split so. that. Three hundred fifty yeah. bucks U.S. each. Yeah. yeah. To go That's to not Australia. paying your way. No, no, no. I don't know too many Australia plane tickets for three fifty. So and you made the pocket. final, and you're losing money. Yes, yes. If they would have won, they would have split a thousand U.S. What an absolute joke! <laughs> you win the tournament, you lose money. You got to pay so, to win the tournament. So now the joke was there's people who play Clivers who are actually more professional than our beach national team because Johnny Whiskar is way, way more just playing at Kitts Beach than Jake McNeil has like traveling the world. That guy's got it all figured out. Well, it sounds like I got to get into this Cliver scene then and try to make some money. I'd be making more than Jake and Alex and I'll be telling them, hey, I make more money than you guys. Suck it. <laughs> so I'm ready. That, a couple of big clowns of the week to administrations. Big administrations, Josh. You and me taking yeah. big shots at people who we probably would want to like us. If they, if they hire us, I'll do a total 180 on my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, over to you guys. Who's up first? Clown of the week. Ready to throw some shade. Keep it in order, no you. Okay, uh, I am doubling down. And the clown of the week is also Tom Sora. Oh, what the heck, man? Come on. I am giving him a clown of the week for the buzz cut, the Nationals buzz cut. Not a fan of the the national the national ha- dyeing the hair, the national mullets, the the buzz cut. You got to look good when you go to go perform, you know. Wow. So I'm giving him I'm giving him a double whammy. So just set him up with the with the player of the week. How great did you do? And then yep, tearing him be, down with a bad look. He'll be happy for a good ten minutes after listening to the beginning of that, and then uh, he'll get to the, this section there. Like you're hitting on a girl in a bar, bro. It's the backhanded compliment. Just <laughs> Is that a first for the show, Josh? A double by the same person? Because you and I have split before. Yes, that has happened, but not by the same person. Same person. You knew that would be a first, Nolan, and you just went for it to make history, didn't you? Uh, no, but I'm glad that I can be a part of, of history on this Or podcast. it sounds like Tom Sore is the only volleyball person you know. Don't don't call me out like that. <laughs> He's player of the week and clown of the week. It's the only volleyball name, name out there. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, Tom, take it. Like, sharp cuts giveth and it taketh away. So, feel it. Uh, okay, over to Pierce to close it out with clown of the week. So, I, I kind of want to change by now. 
I went uh, I went Elgert too. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, justify this one. You can't justify this one. Oh, I can. Do you follow um, Brock on Instagram? Did you not see? You nodding, Josh? Time? I don't. Did you not see the video of him trying to pop the champagne bottle? No, I, I missed. He that was one. like oh, trying to spray this bottle for a full minute. Could not get this thing. Everyone's dying around him, trying to help him, but he couldn't pop the bottle open. That is a bit clownish. So, so like, how long though? Like we need the time here. It, it's it's close to a minute. It's and if you think about it, like a sixty seconds of watching someone try to like pop champagne. It doesn't take that long. No, like you see people do it with knives in one swipe. I, I, yeah, it was long enough where I was like, yo. Justified. Man. Justified. My goodness. So is Elgert the only volleyball guy that you know? Because it sounds like <laughs> as well. Like, do you guys only know two people? No, I wanted I wanted to go other ones. But I was mm -hmm. like, that was the one. And I didn't know Nolan was going to double wow. up. Wow. Like so what is the problem with volleyball players who we play well, we earn player of the week. And then we blow it by having bad swag or unable to open wine bottles. Like, what are we doing here in our sport? I always tell the younger kids that I'm coaching that volleyball is 20% skill and 80% looking the part. So you got to look the part. You know what? If that's the trend in coaching in Canada, I'm not going to be upset about it. <laughs> How do you feel I, about I, ankle socks, Nolan? How do you feel about looking the part? What, what, what are we thinking bad. on the ankles? Yeah. Clown of the week. Clown uh, of the week. If you're wearing ankle, ankle socks, socks with no ankle guards is just you're, too much leg. You're a permanent clown if you do that. There's no, there's no coming back. I mean, there's a lot of people who do that. <laughs> no redemption. It's a terrible look. No knee pads and high shorts. Just so much leg. Too much skin. <laughs> Too much skin. I fully agree. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we've covered all, we've ticked all the boxes. So let's get back into some of this indoor stuff we wanted to talk about. And uh, my probing question is going to be, I watched the women's final for the U sports and I was into it, Josh. It was probably the one match of volleyball that I've watched in the last several weeks, which has been the most I have in the last two years. So um, total of four matches or five matches or something. But um, I was into it. It was exciting. It was entertaining. It was like... It wasn't necessarily the best volleyball, but there are a few things about it that I'm really curious why the hell we don't bring more of. Uh, one of the teams, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to forget which it was, but both were going crazy after they scored points, like every time. But one of the teams was going way crazier than the other um, after winning a point. They like run around the court and just like, but every time going crazy. And it was like exciting to see how excited they were. I'm curious why like... Why do we, in the guy's side, you see guys come down from a kill or something like pretend like it's not that big a deal. Why are we so afraid to like just have a lot of fun with it and go bananas, especially when we're in big matches? Or maybe we yeah, don't. I think, I think you just missed it. Like when Budo University used to come to the York tournament, they used to do that and run around in circles and stuff. And then I don't know if you remember Pac-Man I mean, I just volleyball. missed it. I was at two tournament, two Excalibur tournaments where they no, were no, there. You saw Budo do it. You didn't see Pac-Man do it. And they're running around the halls of Rim Park yelling Budo when it's like Sean Lasala and Danny Lee and a bunch of guys who are not Budo and who hold, are just going to copycats. Like, they're on the court and then they leave the gym after a point no no like when they're running or warming up in the hallways or they're doing stuff like they're just yelling it and it was like it got uh it, it got pretty obnoxious I'll, I'll say garrett so i wasn't a fan of it so whoa, therefore whoa. <laughs> you're saying you're saying pac-man got obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> i mean no. 
Yeah, like that is obnoxious. You're in the hallway. Like, get out of the way. I'm I'm not watching volleyball and right I'm walking through the hall. Get out of my way and stop so, yelling Budo. But I, I think the the weird sellies it, it just it has a sour taste in my mouth. Where I I just don't like that. Well, we got to get that out of your mouth, Josh, because you're an old curmudgeon here. We need to have some fun out there, some excitement. You watch the NBA players doing all these celebrations. I mean, they don't go crazy, but they got the different things. And it's interesting. You like that league, don't you? When I picture the NBA, I don't picture five dudes running around in a circle choreographed, but also looking random at the same time like Budo was doing. No, but you got like guys doing like the eating, <laughs> eating out the bowl and like guys holding each other back on the bench. Like you get all sorts of stuff. What are you talking about? If you want that, Gary, you know what league you should watch? The OCAA. That's where that stuff belongs. (laughs) Yeah, I want that, but with good volleyball. (laughs) How do we get that? Because good players are way too focused. What's that? That's what we call beer league. I mean, well, but I'm telling you, in the women's final, compared to the men's final, the men's final was intense. I'm not trying to say it was like a bad match, but the Mm. women's final compared to the men's final was way more energized, way more exciting. It looked like both teams were so into it, wanted the win desperately. And every time they scored a point, it was like they'd worked hard for it and they felt like they deserved it. How do we get there? Well, I think that uh, one takeaway like on, on the negative side is that you're just like exerting so much energy into your celebration when you're playing a, a finals match and you know like if you score like you're scoring a point you know every time the ball is is getting served there's a point going so if you're sitting there like screaming and jumping and running around the court nonstop the whole time then you know you you can risk tiring yourself out faster so yeah i I fully agree but like we already (laughs) talked about in this episode how our our style of volleyball is pretty boring and so if we're just going to be setting high balls hitting high, hard, and deep off high balls, scoring, and then not celebrating. Well, we shouldn't be surprised that nobody wants to, like, go into an arena to watch volleyball. It's boring yeah. as hell. I think there's just a, there's a, there's a line that has to be drawn where you can, you can do your celebration and you can make it fun, but there's, like, a line of, you know, running around the court and stuff like that. You know, what, is it China that does that? They do their little, like, full, they go outside the court, do their full lap at international play. I think it's China that does it. Japan does it too. And Budo university as we've talked about. Yeah. Like teams do it. That's fun. Like as a spectator, like it's kind of entertaining to watch a little bit. I feel like that's what I'm all about now is entertainment. I don't care about being good. I mean, unless I'm playing (laughs) one, one thing I have is like, in the in new sports, your benches can't celebrate. The the, yeah. the down ref just they want to they want to be seen. So they're no no no. They could get back, get back. You have to be behind this imaginary line. NCAA guys are running out on the court after a point doing sellies. I love that. I'd much rather watch an NCAA game than a new sports game for that reason. And if you go watch Trinity went there, they played games there. I was watching those games. The Trinity bench was doing the same thing that the the American teams were doing, but they come back to Canada and they're not allowed to do it. Okay, that is a new point to Sharp Cuts, Josh. We have never once thought about this. Like, actual procedural rule changes in our sport domestically to allow for more fun, entertaining style. For sure. Sounds like that's an easy rule. 
to change. Well, I always told the down reps when they would give our bench like the tweet tweet. It's like if we shank a pass or a dig into our own bench and our players collide, they, that's our fault. I don't care. Like it's a problem that they have to like get back, get back, get back. They're in the way of our own team. It's not like you're interfering <laughs> with the game. So like if we run into each other, that's comical and that's on us. Like why does the down ref so like focused on our bench squad? Yeah, like I fully agree. Like, but they feel like they have to for whatever reason. Like, what if the rule is instead you have to be behind that line because we, you know, safety, whatever, but only between whistles. Who cares what happens outside of the whistles? Yeah. Right? Why do you care? The play's over. Yeah, then go crazy. Let them let go them crazy. Do the run whip. run right out of the middle of the court. Have the coach right up in there. Have a full team hug after every single point, but you got to run back to the bench before the whistle blows because then it's maybe a card or a point or something like that. Out of rotation. That would be amazing. Yeah, the women's NCAA teams, they, they, the girls like sprint to the sideline and like cheer everybody on, like running to the sideline and stuff like that. They come all the way out. Like when they score, they go and give their full, like in hockey, when you score a goal, the guys skate by their whole bench. No, the, if you get a kill, bench, you run by your yeah. whole bench and give them high fives. Yeah. Like the, we, the bench will come all the way out. Like I used to go, cause we were so close, um, to like to the border. Um, and my friend Kiara, uh, Shannon played at Michigan. I like, we went over a couple of times and watched them play at Michigan and the girls were, you know, they'd score a point and then they flood the sideline like the bench would flood the sideline of the court and make it fun and more enjoyable but was like it hype? Said, like, like did it work was it effective 100 100 but like to answer your question like that can be a way that maybe the the people on the floor don't need to exert that energy but it can still entertain the crowd you just let the bench do it like you know they're they're not on the court at the time like they're not the ones that need to save their their energy so let them be the ones that fire up the fans and make it more entertaining where you just don't allow it to happen here I love it. Like, are we, if we want to get people to pay to watch volleyball, are people paying to watch a bunch of people with stoic emotions and totally focused and like determined? Like, is that what we want? Do we, do we want to be curling? Like, are we that combined with another middle quick to five? I I can't stand it, Garrett. I can't stand it. A a middle quick to five where the guy comes down. Stoic, no stoic. Yeah. I do this all the time. Get out of here. Yeah. No place for that. Yeah, I can only see that so many times before I'm going to lose my mind. And I'm getting close. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm hype about that. So how do we push for that, Josh? Like, we got to get the rule. We got to get a ref on the show and really just grill him about that and say, hey, how do we push for these rule changes? Because it sounds like everybody would benefit from our games being more exciting because you sell more tickets. I don't know about your, I don't know about Windsor, but at Western, your funding model was based on how many tickets you sold and how many people came to watch your games. So the football team, for whatever reason, sold way more tickets. Everybody's out there having a great time and not as many people came to our game. So we didn't get as much funding. So, I mean, it's in everybody's best interest to be entertaining, to get more funding. Don't we always say we want more money? That might be though, because like Western hasn't won a quarterfinal in like eight years. So that, that, that might be, might be part of it. In volleyball. Yeah, in volleyball. That's like, it's tough to sell tickets to a team that's not winning. Well, hey, when we were winning quarterfinals, we weren't getting money either. But, I mean, it's uh, tough to recover when a generational talent leaves your school. So, I mean, I understand how that goes. You know, that's that can be tough to recover from. But, I mean, I don't I don't want to say – it's not like I was pushing the needle on tickets because, no, I was boring to watch. I was probably the most boring – I hit the, did the same thing every time. Oh, almost had him. Almost Same had celebration him. every time. Him. Like, almost fist pump, basically. I didn't change it up because, like, 
I fell into the same trap that we mentioned earlier. Like you got to stay focused and you don't want to waste energy. But it was like, I'm thinking that was so stupid. And the games we were going to win anyway, and the games we were going to lose anyway, like at least have fun. Like, why not? Fair. No? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Fair? We just agree? Great. I mean, Let's like, do it then. <laughs> yeah. You just got to find, find a way to have fun. I don't know why you wouldn't be playing if you're not having fun, you know? Well, it looks like a lot of people out there aren't having fun. That's true. I had a grand old time on the court when I played. You did. What was your <laughs> best celly? I was always, always having fun. What was your best celly? My best celly? Uh, I would... Uh, tattoo. I would... Tattoo. You got <laughs> a tattoo. tattoo celebration. <laughs> Now my big... best, my most like arrogant Sally that made it look like I was having the most fun that Pierce's mom caught on camera a couple of times was me like winning a joust and then just coming down, sticking my tongue out and smiling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd hate you if I was the <clears throat> other guy, but at the same time, if I'm in the crowd, I'm immediately interested. I want to see that guy come back and win yeah. a joust again. Like I want the ref. If that happens, we should just have the ref blow the whistle come out and do another joust. Like, toss it up and have a joust off. We need to see this again. Yeah, like, let's let's repeat that. Let's just do that again and see what happens. Like, that would be fun. We'll never do that. <laughs> I need that in my life. There All right, guys, well, it sounds like... like sorry? No, I was gonna, there needs to be, like, those special points like they have in the um, the Indian League where they throw, throw up, like, the super paddle or the super oh, point like paddle. Oh, like a two-pointer. We, we need that. It's like, you know... Joust, joust point now. All right, two best jousters going up for this two-pointer. Okay, everybody break short court to one. One point of short court for for something. That would be no intense. No more fifth sets. No more fifth sets. One-on-one. -on -one. It's just one-on-one -on -one short court. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I'd be, I'd be wishing remember, it goes to five yeah. every time. Remember the, the one year that we went out to Mount... Royal or Sask for our preseason and we were trying to figure out who was going to serve first or something like that and we played one-on-one -on -one versus uh, Alberta in a, in a Volus match to see who like got serve. <laughs> yeah, it was but uh, it was going to be the coaches were going to joust to see who served first. <laughs> I mean, Way but, uh, I yeah. watched that. Yeah. Like, let's so get the coaches out there in, like, a two-on-two -two thing. Like, the head and the assistant. So, you got to have a deep... And have, like, a bit of a short-court battle to determine something for the game. Maybe just for fun. Like, I'd watch that. Because then you get some of these older coaches who are really out of shape. Be like, hey, you want to be a part of this team? I mean, you get, you got to win that You got to win that short-court. Like, we can't lose that every time. Get it together. I'm down. All right, guys. Well... We could, it sounds like we could talk about this forever, so we should maybe have you guys on again. But we are reaching our time, and I have to ask before you go how'd it go? What'd you guys think? Loved it, it was awesome. It was fun. I love, I love talking never, volleyball, love throwing shade. Pierce and I are on the same same wavelength because I was just about to say the, the same thing. So, okay, great. So, it must have been good then, Josh, because they both corroborated and they're not giving us lip service because they're both on the same page, it sounds like. So, that's good news. They're not just giving us lip service like some other people have. I feel like we solved the issues this episode, Garrett. We we re remodeled the U Sports uh, how they award the bids for nationals. I mean, we're, they we're could take about that for how free. to change the officiating. We, we're adding joust and coach participation at the start of the match. Like, I think we've solved the issues this time. Usually, that's we true. just leave it for for interpretation by the listener. I, this I one, I mean, that's never going to happen. But rule changes, let's push for that. 
Uh, like, that coach rule also helps me because then I get to play again. So absolutely. Let's go yeah. for that. I'm all. Absolutely. Let's let the coach lead that. like like a libero style rule for the coach, so you can sub the coach yeah. in at any time. Down. I mean, that I'll would be lead that force. That would be amazing. Anyway, it sound, Josh, if we've solved it, then we should just shut it down because that's amazing. We never solve anything on this show, so great news. Um, anything you want to tell the people before they go, Josh? Five Star of the Podcast, hit us up on YouTube in the comments section like some people have already been doing. We'll get to those comments. We'd love to hear that. Um, hit subscribe. You know, as good as this episode was, Garrett, the last time we recorded, we said there was going to be a special surprise and a big guest, and then we didn't actually record that week, so we missed an episode. And just so as good as this one was, Garrett, this wasn't the surprise. We've got some big shooter guests coming. Do you think anybody oh, was, like, listening and waiting for that surprise? No, I think they were all on their keyboard being like, oh, Garrett Josh are wrong. Let's and you're just them burying the these two by saying they weren't the surprise. <laughs> yeah, do you think anyone's just... listening to this and thinks that we were the surprise? <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, is somebody listened to that last episode and thought, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And then saw this and is like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> who, who are these guys? What's yeah, worse? Just Nolan and Pierce kid. <laughs> what's worse? They know it wasn't a surprise or they thought it was and are disappointed. <laughs> no, the second option. The second option is way worse. <laughs> what, a, what a catfish. <laughs> well, Josh, I'm glad we didn't like tell everybody what we're doing so that we can when we under when we inevitably under delivered, everybody could be maybe start some drama. I don't know. Probably not. Everybody forgot, Josh. But uh, all right. Way to bring that up right at the end, Josh, for those two listeners who listen all the way in. Thank you so much. Now, now they know something's brewing. It's not this. We're hyping it too much now. We got to rein it in, Josh. It was a huge mistake all around. I apologize to everybody, but uh yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. We got to get out of here before, uh, well, before we go on for hours. So, thank you guys so much for joining us, Pierce, uh, Nolan. Appreciate you guys' time. It was a blast. Hope to have you back. Um, thank you all for listening, and we hope to see you next time.